Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to Certain Point of View. Presented by Page Turners, they were not a Star Wars podcast. Today is a day reserved for hot or controversial topics. Considering that yesterday's topic was pretty heated, I think today we'll talk about something simpler, something calmer, and something that deals with the theory of events in the Star Wars film. Let us cast our minds back to A New Hope. The climactic moment in Obi-Wan's story where he sees Luke standing near the ramp of the Millennium Falcon. Luke, Leia, Han, Chewbacca, and the droids. Obi-Wan is engaged with its final duel with Darth Vader. You remember the scene well. Obi-Wan looks to Luke, smiles in that Obi-Wan way, holds up his lightsaber as Darth Vader's blade slashes, ending Obi-Wan's life. But Obi-Wan, as he told Vader, if you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Obi-Wan became one with the Force and able to manifest himself as a Force ghost beyond the grave. Now, let's discuss this element first. Now, we saw in The Phantom Menace and in Attack of the Clones and particularly in Revenge of the Sith, that some Jedi die and do not vanish. In fact, we did not see a single Jedi vanish and become one with the Force in the prequel trilogy. And some fans asked George Lucas why that was the case. Why Yoda vanished? Why Obi-Wan vanished? In the original trilogy. And later, of course, we learn that Anakin Skywalker vanished as well. George Lucas said it was a matter of study. But it was not until the Clone Wars animated series that it was fully explained. We do get hints of it in Revenge of the Sith. Yoda says to Obi-Wan, I have more training for you. I'm going to teach you how to commune with the spirit of Qui-Gon Jinn. Giving us the hint that Qui-Gon was still in existence beyond the grave. I mean, all beings, we believe, when they die, become one with the Force. But only some are able to retain their essence. And that gave a little hint in Revenge of the Sith as to Obi-Wan how he learned 
how he learned to do it. But as I said, it was not until the Clone Wars series that it was fully explained. Now, some would say, well, you should explain it in the movie, not make us go watch a cartoon. Uh, I agree and disagree. I disagree because it's not important to know it in the Star Wars movies. It's not an important detail to know how that works. It's not important to our understanding of the story. The animated series have been able to flesh out material in a way that the movies couldn't do. So we learn. Qui-Gon Jinn had been taught, or rather was in the process of learning how to retain his identity after death. But his training was incomplete when he was killed by Darth Maul. However, he was not able to manifest himself physically, but he could manifest himself as a disembodied voice. His training being only partially complete, he was still able to retain his identity. He led Yoda on a journey to learn the same power. Yoda learned it from these strange force priestesses who were also were also beings who had died long ago but learned how to retain their identity. The priestesses, together with Qui-Gon Jinn's spirit, led Yoda on a journey where Yoda unlocked the secret of immortality as well. Later, as we saw in Revenge of the Sith, Yoda guided Obi-Wan and said, I'm going to teach you how to communicate with Qui-Gon. As we also learned in the Clone Wars that not every Jedi could hear Qui-Gon's voice. And so some of the other Jedi thought Yoda was being possessed by the dark side. And as, of course, we know, Obi-Wan learned it. And Anakin... The seed was planted in Anakin's mind, and I think that there that's still a bit of the story that hasn't been told yet. But also because he's the chosen one, that might have given him the opportunity to survive after death as part of being the chosen one. And then, of course, we know what also happened to Luke, Ben Solo, Leia, all becoming one of the Force. So that chain set into motion by Qui-Gon's spirit long before ended, not ended, but the last one we see is Ben Solo. So, that being said, that is how Obi-Wan learned it. I believe that the Obi-Wan series is going to explain further, and I think he is going to be having communications with Qui-Gon Jinn. Well, on Tatooine, and maybe he'll leave Tatooine to go on the same journey. I don't know. But I think that we're going to definitely see 
Obi-Wan communicating with Qui-Gon. To unlock the secrets of immortality. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to delve into my theory. See you in a moment. And that was a word about Anchor. Okay, we are back. Now, it's not necessarily my theory, but I think it's entirely possible. So let's discuss. It is... There are... When Obi-Wan dies and becomes one to the Force... There are two ways, I think, that I could interpret it. I'm sure there's more than two. But for me, so I think that there are two possibilities. One is, as we see in the movie, one is Vader killed him. Simple as that. Vader killed him. The other possibility is that Obi-Wan voluntarily died in that moment. Chose to surrender to death. Suicide, uh, it's a strong word, but yes. Deliberately choosing of his own free will to die and become one with the Force. Just as Anakin, or should I say, just as Vader's, lightsaber blade was about to kill Obi-Wan. And the reason I think this might be a possibility is that A, Obi-Wan knew his mission was complete. And as somebody pointed out the other day, and I had never considered this, and kudos to John Justice for bringing this up, Obi-Wan saw Luke and Leia reunited. His mission was complete. They'd saved the princess. He had faced down his old enemy. One last time. And he had reunited the Skywalker twins. His journey was over. He knew it. He knew that his story was done. He knew also, I think, just my own opinion. And sorry, I keep saying I think. He chose to die because he knew he could better serve Luke and Leia and the others as a spirit. I think he knew that. And he definitely ended up being a major boon. He told Luke to find Yoda. He warned Luke about facing Vader. He told Luke about Leia. He told Ray that she had taken her first Jedi steps and gave her further counsel when she faced down Palpatine. Obi-Wan was able to serve better beyond the grave. And I think he knew that. Sorry. And he knew that. 
So maybe Vader did kill him. You know, maybe Obi-Wan, as we normally interpret that scene, <laughs> surrendered himself, chose not to fight, and was struck down by Vader. But as I said, it's also entirely possible that he chose to basically die of his own free will before Vader could strike him down. And the reason is he could not bear the thought of his old friend murdering him. Vader did lots of bad things. Obi-Wan might have been trying to spare him further horrors by deciding, I will choose to die rather than let him murder me. And maybe in that moment, Obi-Wan said, I surrender myself to you, the Force, and voluntarily died in that moment. Now, one little detail I've always noticed, which I thought was a little weird, is when Vader slashes Obi-Wan, it looks like his lightsaber goes right through Obi-Wan's lightsaber. That always seemed a little strange to me. I have a theory about how lightsabers work, which I may discuss on another episode. But to sum it up, it's when you have to have your grip on the blade for it to stay ignited. That's my theory, unless you, I don't know, switch it so you can throw it like Vader did. I don't know. That's my weird little theory. We can get to that later. Nonetheless, I think you can interpret that scene either way. I certainly do. It's a good um, argument, I think, that maybe he didn't want... his blood on Vader's hands. And this is a theory that I didn't invent myself. I've heard this theory before. It's really amazing, though, if one considers that Obi-Wan knew his mission was complete. He had done everything he needed to do. He had reunited the Skywalker twins Maybe he knew that together they would be the downfall of Darth Vader and the return of Anakin, because that is ultimately what led to that moment in Return of the Jedi. It's so interesting to examine Star Wars in the full context of what we know now, and we pick up on things we never did. Whether it was intended from the beginning that Luke and I were siblings, I don't know. But the idea that Obi-Wan saw them reunited and knew his life was complete, that's a powerful moment. But no matter how you look at it, Obi-Wan was willing to lay down his life. so that our heroes could escape and save the day. However it happened, whether he was murdered or whether he chose to die, 
and died of his own free will. It does not negate the fact. Either theory still shows us that Obi-Wan is a hero, willing to lay down his life for a bigger cause. And also we learn from Star Wars Rebels, Obi-Wan thought Luke was the chosen one and knew that Luke needed to live to bring balance to the Force. Okay, those are my thoughts. Let me know what you think about this particular line of thinking. My name is Brennan Marr. My noise you're hearing is my ventilator, and thank you for turning in to Certain Point of View. On page turners, they were not my Star Wars podcast. Remember, the Force will be with you, always.